Well, good morning. My name's Linda Bailey. It's uh, great to have you here. And if you are in the building, it's uh, great to be back together again. Well, I don't know if you have heard the term a name drop. If you name drop. This is a term that is used when someone might mention someone's name. They might drop someone's name in conversation, whether it's relevant or not. (laughs) And that name is a name of significance. It's a name that's important. It's a name that people revere and see as important. And by dropping that name into a conversation, you are aligning yourself with that person. And you are hoping that through that name and through you knowing that person of significance, maybe their significance would kind of rub off on you a little bit, like being cool by association, right? And you might just happen to to drop that name in the hope that whatever that person is great for, People might view you in a more positive light because of your association with that cool person. Now, uh, I just happen to live on the same street as a nine-time ARIA award winner. Now, they they live on our street. Their kids go to the same school as our son. uh, We have mutual friends. I've been out for tea with this person. And if we are to meet on the street, we know each other well enough that we could hold a conversation and have a good chat until we go on with the rest of our lives. Now, this person is a very everyday person who struggles with and with the joys and the challenges of life and with parenting. And they are so down to earth and so easy to get along with. But you know, in certain conversations, particularly with people I would say in my generation, they're a household name. And so for me just to maybe drop their name into a conversation, as some would know, whether it's relevant or not, you know, I, I, I feel like I'm a little bit cooler. I feel like I might be seen as a bit greater because I have this connection with someone who is so great in their field. Our names have different levels of significance in our world. If you mention someone's name, if they are an expert or popular or famous or significant in a particular sphere, their name has greater significance in the realm that you are talking into. And the hope is that if you know them, then that can maybe impact you as well. As Christians, as people who follow Jesus, the greatest name that we could ever mention, the greatest association that we could ever have is not with someone famous or popular or significant in this world, but is, of course, with Jesus himself. Jesus' name is the greatest on earth. In fact, in Philippians 2, when this chapter in Philippians is talking not about how popular Jesus was or how rich or famous he was, it's actually talking about his humility and how humbly he came to this earth to die for our sake. 
And it goes on to say, therefore, because of Jesus's humility, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. The greatest name, the most significant name we could ever think of or mention or utter is the name of Jesus. And in fact, if you've only been in church or around Christian circles for even just a short period of time, we will mention Jesus' name a lot. We've already prayed about Jesus in our, um, in, in our service today. We've sung songs about Jesus. We, we talk about Jesus. In our Bible studies, we mention Jesus. We will often speak in Jesus' name. And every, I, I don't even know if I was ever taught this or whether I just learned it and we say it so often, but we will pray in Jesus' name. We will often finish a prayer in Jesus' name, amen. So much so that I think it almost becomes just this added extra to the end of our prayers, right? We, it's just something that we just naturally say, yep, you've, you've said your prayer, you say everything that you wanna say, and so you're finishing the prayer, so you just say, in Jesus' name, amen. It almost becomes like just one word, <laughs> right? Dear God, thank you for this food. Bless it to our bodies. In Jesus' name, amen. Right? Because it is done so often and so it's so common, we forget that when we are praying in Jesus' name, Philippians tells us we are praying in the name of the greatest name in this earth, above the earth and below the earth. That is how powerful that is the authority of this name. And yet, so often, I'm speaking to myself here, we tack it on at the end of our prayers, in Jesus' name, amen. When I was at theological college, I remember learning that when people prayed in Jesus' name, they were actually aligning themselves. This is in the early church. They were aligning themselves with Jesus which was a huge decision that the people in the early church had to make. People could pray to any gods. Even today, we can pray to any god. But when people prayed in Jesus' name, it meant they were declaring that Jesus was the Messiah. Jesus was the Savior. They were praying in the one who had come to save the world. They were believing that this is the Messiah that God had prophesied about and that he was the one who had been prophesied and was to come to save the world. This could often exclude them from their synagogues. It could exclude them from their homes, from their families, from their workplaces. That's how significant it was to pray in Jesus's name, to align yourself with Jesus at the time. And I can remember going home, I was living with a group of uh, Christians at the time, 
and going home and talking to them about this, that when we pray in Jesus' name, this is how significant it was for people back then. And we realised that by, by praying in Jesus' name, you were saying, I align myself with Jesus. I am a Jesus follower. I am in the group that believe that Jesus is the Messiah. And so we thought, instead of saying in Jesus' name, it's like saying, I'm in Jesus' club. And so for a period of time, we would say at the end of our prayers, dear God, thank you for this food. Blessed our bodies. I'm in Jesus' club. Amen. I know, we were cool, all right? There's still time, people. You can be as awesome as I was in my early 20s, all right? But even though it was a super dorky thing to do, it helped us not just to say this one word at the end, in Jesus' name, amen, but it helped us to realise the importance of this statement, that we are aligning ourselves with Jesus who came and completely changed the world and changed history as we knew it. And that is something significant. So today I'm going to unpack a little bit more of what it means when we pray in Jesus' name, to remind ourselves of who Jesus is. And when we pray in his name, we are aligning ourselves with who he is and what he can do. Now, if for every Sunday of 2024, we looked at the significance of Jesus's name, we still would not have exhausted everything that is significant about Jesus. I have one sermon. All right. So I'm asking for your grace right from the get-go. I am just going to be looking at a couple of aspects of why it is so important and significant when we pray in Jesus' name. And I'm gonna bring things out of scripture that reminds us of uh, his significance. And even some of the, the songs that we sing, we uh, love the song here, I Speak Jesus. And it speaks of the significance of who Jesus is and the power of his name. So I'm gonna be bringing out even some of the significance from that song so that when we sing it, so that when we pray in Jesus' name, we have a greater understanding of the significance that we are singing and praying under. So to begin with, let's look at Jesus's name in itself. In the Hebrew, it would have been Yahshua, where we get the name Joshua. So the start of this word, Yah, meaning an abbreviation of Yahweh, the word for God, and then Shua saves, rescues. Jesus' name in itself means God saves, God rescues. God gave Jesus this name as an indicator that this was going to be the Messiah. He was going to be the saviour of the world. So when we pray in Jesus' name, we are praying in the name of the one who saves, the name of the one who offers salvation. Even in Luke chapter 19, when Jesus has totally changed the life of a man named Zacchaeus, transformed his life 
through an interaction with Jesus. Jesus says of himself, for the Son of Man, he's speaking of himself, for the Son of Man came to seek and to save the lost. This was Jesus' purpose. This was his reason for coming to the world, to be the Saviour, the Messiah that had been spoken of. Jesus' name is salvation. So when we pray in Jesus' name, we are praying in the name of the one who saves. So whether we are praying for rescue for ourselves, whether we are praying for our own salvation, or maybe we are thinking of a loved one or someone we're close to or that we know, that through our relationship we realise that they could really do with salvation and knowing the love and acceptance of our God and Father. We pray in the name of Jesus because he is salvation personified. He is the one who saves. So we don't pray in anyone else's name, we pray in Jesus' name as the one who came to seek and to save the lost. When we pray, often there are a number of different things that we need in our lives. And so often we need peace in our lives. Jesus said to his disciples in John 14, peace I leave with you, my peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus is acknowledging here that our world is not always peaceful. Our world is often chaotic. We're in turmoil. We don't have to even look past our own front doors to see this. But when we do look further afield, we can see the chaos and the trouble and the turmoil that our world is in and that our own lives are in as well. This unrest, this chaos, this is not what God desires. This is not from God. When we pray in Jesus' name, we pray in the one who came to give peace. He came to give peace to those who love him and call on his name. I don't know how many times I have spoken to another believer who is going through a really difficult time. They're having a, a great struggle, whether it's in health or whether it's within their family or within their jobs. Things are going on in their world that are beyond their control and they're feeling chaotic and fearful and anxious. And yet when I speak to them, it's amazing how many people say, and yet I just feel this incredible peace. Even though their situation has not changed, even though there is still chaos and turmoil in their world, but they feel a peace that is beyond what this world is offering them, beyond what this life has of them. That is the peace that Jesus promises to give to us. It's a peace that's beyond our understanding 
That is when we pray in Jesus' name, we pray in the one who gives us peace. And time and time again, our prayers are answered and we receive not just a God who gives salvation, but a God who even in our time of need and trouble and fear and anxiety also gives us peace. Another thing that God can give us through Jesus' name is power. So often, I know in my own life, I'm a bit of a control freak, and so when I'm out of control, I'm feeling powerless. There are things, so many things out of my control, out of my own power. And yet, Jesus speaks with power. In Mark 4, when we read about his disciples going out on a boat, on a lake, and they're out there and a storm comes, such a fierce storm, they are fearing for their lives. And Jesus gets up. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves in Mark 4, quiet, be still. Then the wind died down and it was completely calm. The disciples were terrified and asked each other, who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. This is the power of Jesus. That even the winds and the waves obey him. The natural forces beyond our power, beyond our control. How many people already this summer have planned an event and oh, the weather hasn't turned out exactly how we'd planned, so you have to change things. It rained when we, it's summer, because we live in Victoria. Who would have thought? There are so many things. Even the weather is beyond our power, yet not beyond Jesus's power. Even beyond that, when he was here on earth and ministering, he sent 72 of his disciples out to minister in his name. And when they came back, they returned with joy and said, Lord, even the demons submit to us in your name, we read in Luke 10. This is the power of Jesus the power of who he is that is beyond our power. Think of it in these terms. Imagine, unfortunately, you have a car accident and you're on your own, you've had an accident, you can't get out of the car and you don't know what to do. Imagine if a kid on his bike rode up to your car and said, hey, can I help? Now, one, awesome that a kid would come up and offer you help if you are in trouble, all right? However, it doesn't matter how incredibly gnarly this kid's bike is. Doesn't matter how expensive it is, it doesn't matter how well he can ride it, do monos, whatever on his bike. There is not a lot that a kid on a bike who doesn't even know how to drive a car could necessarily help and speak into that situation, right? Good on him for offering though. What if another motorist pulled up, said, hey, I can see you're in a bit of trouble, need a hand? Well, at least this person knows how to drive a car, 
may have even been in an accident themselves, might be able to help navigate. But what we really want, if you are in that situation, if you are feeling powerless, you're in an accident, you don't know what to do, you're on a fire truck, right? Let's go right to the top. And this fire truck is full of firefighters. And they know exactly what to do. They are trained in knowing what to do. They are at accidents all the time. They have the jaws of death that they can cut you out of your car if you need to. They're all, you know, first aid trained. There's heaps of them. They can get your car off the road. That's what you want, right? Let's go straight to the top and have a truck full of firefighters. This is the type of power that we are talking about when we pray in Jesus' name. Because when we get into accidents, when we hit trouble, when life does not turn out how we would think it should turn out, when we are feeling out of control and powerless and when we can't see our way through, so often we will look to others around us people with lesser power than ourselves or people with equal power than ourselves. Great to work in community. Let's get advice and and help from others. But when we have the power of the name above every other name that we can pray to and ask who loves us, who wants the best for us, then when we pray, we pray in the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And that is a name that stills the waters, that calms the seas, that stops the wind, that demons even submit in his name. And if he has done it, then he can do it again. We pray in the name of Jesus because it is the name that brings salvation. It is the name that brings peace beyond anything we can find in this world. It is a name that is more powerful than any other name. And when we pray in the name of Jesus, we can pray for healing as well. Now, I just wanna pause here for a moment because I think healing is probably one of the more contentious prayers that we can pray. And it's a reminder for us that Jesus is not a genie in a bottle. Jesus is not a fairy godmother or a fairy godfather where we give our wishes and he just gives us what we want. Jesus is not a magic wand that we wave about so that whatever we want, we will get straight away. Anyone who has been a Christian for more than 10 minutes knows that that's not how it works, right? And so often when we pray for healing, we don't always get the answer that we hope for or the answer that we have asked for. If I asked people to put their hand up if they had ever prayed for healing before, whether it was an incredible healing, a a life-changing healing, maybe it was, God, please just take my headache away, whatever kind of healing it might be. If I asked you to keep your hand up, if any of your prayers had not been answered, probably all the hands would stay in the air. Because we live in a fallen world. 
And ultimately, until Jesus comes again, each of us is going to die. So every one of us who prays for healing is going to have a prayer that is not answered at some stage. But just because we don't always know why, we can't predict why God answers some prayers in this way and answers other prayers in a different way. But what we do know is that Jesus does heal. He has healed. He continues to heal and he will continue to heal. In one of the passages, uh, you can just read through the gospels over and over again. Jesus heals the blind, he heals the lame, he heals the sick, he heals when people are next to him, he heals when people are in another building, he heals when people are bleeding, he heals so many different times. Just one passage in Matthew 9 when we hear of Jesus' healing. Jesus says, which is easier when he's brought a a man who is paralyzed before him? Which is easier, your sins are forgiven or to say, get up and walk. But I want you to know that the Son of Man, he himself, has authority on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat and go home. Then the man got up and went home. Jesus heals spiritually. He heals physically. He heals mentally. When we pray in Jesus' name, we pray in the one who does and who can heal. And while we don't always know why he chooses to heal some and not others in the way that we would like, we know and we have faith and we continue to pray to the one who has healed, does heal, and will heal not just us personally, but our world. Imagine if you had appendicitis and you went to a friend and you were like, oh, I'm in so much pain, I've got appendicitis, it's really causing me a lot of issues. Imagine if your friend said to you, well, look, sorry to hear about your pain, that sounds terrible. Look, I'm not a surgeon, not even a doctor, but um, could give it a go. Never done an appendectomy before, but you know, how hard can it be, right? You're gonna be stepping away from them pretty quickly, right? Thanks so much, but stay away from me with your butter knife, right? What you want, if you have appendicitis and you need your appendix taken out, you want a surgeon, right? You want someone who is skilled and trained, even for just to take your appendix out. You want someone who knows exactly what they're doing, can do it or has done it so many times. Let's be honest, has done it so many times, they could do it with their eyes closed, but they're wise enough not to. That's what you want, right? Someone who has done it so many times, they know exactly what to do and how to do it. Jesus has healed thousands and thousands and millions of times throughout history. The creator of our world, who breathed life into creation, who was there at the very beginning, who knows what it is to be whole, to be healthy, 
to be well. Jesus Christ is a healer. And so when we need healing, we pray in Jesus' name because he has healed. We read about it in, in scripture. Speak to people in our own faith community and you will hear from them that he has healed them and healed people that they know today. We have faith that he will continue to heal forevermore because Jesus' name is the name that we pray because it is the greatest name in our world. We pray for salvation. We pray for peace. We pray for power. We pray for healing that is beyond our control, beyond our authority. And we pray in Jesus' name, because he is the one who has done all of these things already. And we believe that as the Messiah, he will continue to do them in our lives as well. So today, maybe even as I've been speaking, you've been thinking of things that you would like prayer for. Maybe it's a prayer for salvation, whether it's for yourself or whether it's for someone else. Maybe it's a prayer for peace. Maybe you're feeling anxious or worried or uneasy about the year ahead. Maybe you know someone who is having a really hard time of it and they need the peace of God in their lives. Maybe there is a certain power that you need in your life, that there is a powerlessness that you're feeling out of control, a fear and anxiety it might be. You're praying to a God who has the ultimate power. Or maybe it's healing for yourself or someone you know. What we're going to do just in this couple of moments, and I know there are kids in the room and that is totally fine because they can pray for in Jesus' name as well. You don't have to be old or be a Christian for ages. Anyone can pray in Jesus' name, whatever it is that you wanna pray for. We're just gonna spend a couple of minutes, just a couple of moments for you yourselves to pray in Jesus' name. And as this verse in Philippians 2 that I read at the start says, that this is the name that every knee should bow. I'm gonna encourage you to join with me as I go down on my knees to pray. Because when we pray in Jesus' name, we're not asking for that magic wand. We're not asking God just to align with exactly what we want. But we are humbling ourselves before God to realize that we cannot save ourselves, that we don't have the peace that we need, that we don't have all the power that we would love in our lives to change situations in our lives. We don't even have what we need to be able to be healed and to be whole. But we humble ourselves before the one who is greater than anything else in this world when we pray in Jesus' name. So if you are able or if you are comfortable to, I encourage you now just to kneel with me. And as we pray, we're just gonna have a moment of quiet 
to allow you to pray for what it is that you need because your needs are different to my needs. Whether it's a need for salvation, a need for peace, a need for God's power in your life to change something, whether it's a need for healing for yourself or for someone else. Let's bow before the name that is greater than any other name. And let us give our requests to God. Just take this moment to pray in Jesus' name. Lord God, your name is greater than any other name, no matter how significant or powerful or popular or rich any other name may be. Your name is far superior and far greater than anything else. And when we pray in your name, we align ourselves with you with your character, with your power, with your peace, with your salvation, with your love, with your healing, with your grace. Lord, your name is so great that even in this room alone, when hundreds of prayers have gone up to you, you have heard every single one. And so Lord, we thank you for being greater than who we are. We thank you for humbling yourself to show us of your greatness and your might when you are here on this earth. And Jesus Christ, we continue to pray in your name, believing that your ministry here on earth was just a smidgen of the greatness and the power that you have through God, your Father and our Father. Lord, whatever we have prayed today, we pray in Jesus' name, in the one who saves, the one who offers peace, the one who has ultimate power and the one who has healed does heal and continues to heal. We pray this, Lord Jesus, in your mighty name. Amen. So let us stand, because as the passage says, that every knee shall bow, but also every tongue can acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. So we are gonna sing the song, I Speak Jesus Now. And as we sing, may you continue to speak, Jesus, into this situation that you have prayed for, into the lives of the people that you know. And as we continue in every area of our life to speak Jesus' salvation, His peace, His power and His healing into everything that we do. Let's sing.